Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello everyone, this is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I have the privilege of sitting down with Julie Lanzer here at, uh, what do you call this place? It's called the Startup UMD at the Diamondback Garage. Which is a mouthful, and yep. you're the Chief Innovation Officer. That's right, at the University of Maryland College Park. Welcome to the program. Thank you. So the reason I wanted to reach out was uh, just um, less than a month ago, they had the TEDCO conference upstairs, right? That's right. And one of the things that struck me was the amount of powerful amazing, capable women that came on the stage. And it wasn't that they were women, they were just amazing human beings, and it was just kind of nice that they actually had a concentration of them that day. That's great to hear, because I, I share that same thing. One of my goals when I used to run a nonprofit for women, for empowering women, was to make put myself out of business. Because we don't... I fight for yeah, you, because right? I believe that's the ultimate job. To, yep, we don't need to any more highlight that somebody's a woman they're just a person and they're at the same level as everyone else you know what kind of pissed me off the other day i don't get pissed off often it was they did a spacewalk mm-hmm. with an all-female thing it's like get the frick out of here we need to stop amazing women about, did yeah, that it's it, not like it was spe- we allowed little women to go do that is what the underlying the sad part is is that they're still firsts yes for women and you know other, other, you know, uh, ethnicities and things like that, not just based on gender, but other um, groups where we need to stop Like me, emotionally on challenged. Uh, this is the right, first. Right, the <laughs> first time. I call it emotional constipation. There you go. <laughs> so you get to work with a lot of uh, folks in this joint. Some of them would be professors that have a brilliant idea, but maybe don't have the expertise to really start a business. Right. And then you have other people that just uh, are here that want to start a business. Tell me about the different food groups and then we'll kind of dive into each one. Sure. Uh, So yeah, we have um, brilliant researchers who've made a fantastic discovery that want to see that discovery get out into the world. And oftentimes a startup is the best mechanism for doing that. So we have a faculty member who's cured MS in mice. And whether that will actually... Yeah, yeah. So whether or not that will work in a human, I don't know, but it deserves a chance to be successful. Absolutely. Um, we have another faculty who's um, figured out how to detect salmonella in produce in not 48 hours, as per the current way it's done, four hours. And that's a huge difference and can save lives with that or save Definitely. certainly uh, medical bills. And so it, it, we've got a lot of really cool things. So there's faculty members that have okay, great let's ideas. Let's pause there just for a second. Yeah. Let's go back to uh, curing MS in mice. Yeah. Think of how many amazing life-changing, world-altering inventions never got made because that step from idea to letting the world know about it never happened effectively that's what drives me to be here honestly it's if the cure for cancer is sitting in someone's head or in someone's lab and it doesn't have the chance to realize whether or not it is truly you know work that it truly works that's just not acceptable to me every good idea deserves a chance to be successful and i even say every idea whether or not it's good who am i to judge right right um and so that's what we do here we activate fearless ideas with the idea that they can drive transformational impact and that i don't want on my watch for us to miss 
something that, you know, didn't get a chance to see the light of day. Yeah, or somebody comes out 30 years later, you know, I had this idea 30 years ago, oh, but... and that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. The, the difference is in execution. I mean, you know, I had an idea for an e-reader back when I was traveling internationally and carried, you know, five books because I read so fast. I'm like, oh, it'd be really nice to have this on a tablet. I didn't create Kindle. Yeah. I didn't create e-readers. But, uh, so execution is all of it. So that's what we focus on here is how do we activate good ideas. Because you've got this uh, sign on the wall. It's a get shit done. That's right. That is our mantra. It's like you can sit around and talk about it and think about it, but nothing happens until you actually execute on it. And you can execute badly, which is still a blessing. Then you learn and you kind of move Fail forward. Fail fast. Fail fast. Learn, pivot, repeat. Excellent. So the first food group were... Uh, faculty from the university uh, yep. or the other ones yep we've also got students so mm-hmm. um oftentimes for students it's more of a learning experience so it's part of their curriculum or it's just part of their whole college experience um many students who start companies in college won't actually continue when they with the same company when they get out but you you're creating a mindset and that's what's really important is you're you're teaching them to be possibility thinkers and to be able to realize that they can affect change in the world and that's really what that's about with the students and some of them do go on and continue their companies and build into successful companies um squarespace is a great example of one that came out of the university of maryland nice uh, a student company um and so yeah so we try to kind of foster that and and we want the the cross-pollination with then um like alumni who have started and built successful mm-hmm. companies or um, folks from the community that have been successful entrepreneurs. We want to bring them in, get them in touch with these, you know, kind of emerging entrepreneurs and see how we can help cross pollinate and affect each other. Yeah. Cause uh, the ad that comes to mind is uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. You got your chocolate and my peanut butter and you got your peanut butter because it's amazing. They are something that different. That, something that excites me is uh, when you take uh, someone comes from one discipline chemistry and they go into management and they go well when you have a catalyst this happens in chemistry why don't we do that with human beings we cross-pollinate ideas and you extend that sometimes stagnant industry much further true innovation requires diversity of thought and perspective um, you can't solve, I think it's one of my favorite Einstein quotes, you can't save, solve the problem from the context in which it was created. Yes. So you need people. And so we do a lot of, um, and some of our innovation catalysts whom you met mm-hmm. earlier who are students that we pay as interns to be here and they help us with some administrative work, but they're working on projects. They're actually involved in our ecosystem. And so, um, but, but we know that just them seeing some of that is really crucial. Absolutely. So they're the two groups, students and faculty? Primary, yep, those are our primary customers. One of the things that uh, gets in the way of us becoming awesomer is ourselves. Oh, always. Julie, as you get professors coming in here, sometimes, you know, they really have uh, an idea locked into their head, which is, you know, this is my baby, it's beautiful, this is what we're going to do. With your experience, sometimes you know that's not the right path to go. What techniques do you use to get them to see the light or at least be open to the possibility? So a a lot of times, like anyone, you have to let them fail a little bit before they realize. And so they have to struggle, kind of like raising children, right? You got to let them do it on their own. You got to let them struggle. And then you can come in and say, well, so let me explain to you how you can fix this or how you can do this differently. So we've had um, a faculty member who... um, had one of his investors wanted to come on on board and be a team member, wanted, you know, a significant portion of equity. Um, and it didn't turn out well. And then um, he realized that he doesn't know how all this business stuff works. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had another one who's um, brilliant researcher, 
um, was able to, you know, was having trouble raising money uh, because he needed a CEO. But then finally he was able to raise, because of the technology, a large chunk of money. But part of the caveat was that he had to find a CEO. Right. Um, and so the way I explain it is that, um, you know, it's not, how to, starting a business isn't rocket science, but a rocket scientist doesn't know how to do it. Which is perfectly true. So here's something that happens quite often, that you've got a venture capitalist that's investing in a company, Mm -hmm. and they say you need a CEO to come in, which is absolutely true. Right. But here's how it can go sideways. That CEO that comes in has a team they've worked with in the past. Absolutely. They take a culture that already exists that may be good or bad or in the middle, but then they force another culture upon it absolutely and so that can go sideways too how do you guard against that or how do you we we can't i mean it's um we can educate our faculty uh on how to you know you know what their role is but they're you know they've never done a business before they're really the scientists um and so we try to protect them in our licenses such Mm -hmm. that um if the company gets a license that that and, and the company goes in one direction, that there's maybe a way that the intellectual property can come back or that they can carve out another piece or another uh, field of use for the intellectual right. property so they can create another company around the technology but in a different field. I mean, so we look for ways to try and protect them, but but it doesn't always work. I mean, I think uh, one of the companies that uh, was in the news recently uh, was one of our companies that the uh, the founding uh, IP, the, the researcher, was forced out and then the company went bankrupt. and. Um, so he lost all of his equity in the company. and Did he lose the IP as well? So the university is, uh, no, because the, the uh, university owns the, university, the IP. Okay. Yeah, so we, that's our job is to try and sometimes it's to protect them from themselves. Nice. Where were you when my hero uh, yeah. Tesla was uh, oh, yeah. giving the rights to his invention to Westinghouse mm-hmm. to save them. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, why didn't you ask for stock? It wouldn't cost them anything. You they don't always know. Yeah. Yeah, they don't always know. So one of the things that was kind of interesting about Tesla, if you believe it, is, of course, he was buddies with Mark Twain. And he used his uh, coil to also generate x-rays. So he took an x-ray of Mark Twain, which is purportedly oh, wow. to be one of the first x-rays ever taken. Interesting. Well, you know, and the interesting thing about intellectual property, if you um, read the history, um, one of my favorite books is Peter Drucker, Innovation and Entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. a very old book. But he talks about Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison created a light bulb, but he didn't create the commercial light bulb that went to market. He actually licensed someone else's patent. What he did is he created the system of delivery of electricity. Yes. And then he licensed somebody else's patent, which was a better technology. So. Um, it, it's one of the things that you also have to educate uh, these professors on is that it's not always the best technology that wins. Just because your widget may be better than the next one doesn't mean that that's going to be a commercial business success. Before we went on air, you were chatting about your daughter. How many children do you have? I have two daughters. As they move into the world, what three pieces of advice would you give them to allow them to be happy and successful? Uh, so one is that you can't con- you can't always control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it and how you respond to it. And mm-hmm. so maintaining that um, sense of agency, self-agency, and nice. knowing that you, you can control you. And that's about the only thing in the world that you can actually control. Um, and so... So use that power. Don't ever give away your power of controlling yourself. Right. And, and um, 
I used to speak on this actually quite a bit before I came to the university about um, how we give away our power all the time to other people. Um, and so that would be one is, um, you know, maintain your agency, maintain your sense of control, choose how you respond to the things that happen to you. Right. Uh, the second thing would be um, follow the thread. You know, uh, when opportunities come to you um, sometimes unexpectedly or when somebody says, oh, you really should talk to this person, mm-hmm. follow that. It might not lead where, you know, they think it was going to lead when they made the introduction. It might not lead anywhere, but you might learn something. And um, ten, year, 10 years down the road, they might remember you and an opportunity comes up. And that's exactly how I ended up working in the Obama administration, is that someone that I had met 10 years ago that was following a grant that I, a program that I was on, that I had, you know, she was following my career when the Secretary of Commerce called her and said, you know, we need somebody to lead this office, the Office of Innovation and Entrepreneurship. She said, I know the perfect person. I didn't keep regular contact with her. I didn't, you know, she wasn't in my quote unquote, you know, she was, we were friends on LinkedIn probably, but she, I, it wasn't like I had a system, a customer relationship manager or where I followed up with her on a periodic, right. it was just, you know, it was just following the thread, being kind, um, not, not burning bridges, I think would probably be the third one is that you just never know no. where someone else is going to come back into your life or be in a position of power in something you know in your world and um so just always being mindful of that and um, always choosing the high road and not burning bridges got a client he's the there's 330,000 recruiters in the country he's number 48 Mm. a lot of his business comes from this vp used to work at adobe now they work at gm and his contacts just keep on extending yep yep how do you think the mindset of new entrepreneurs has changed over the last decade or two because governments are supporting more but how's the the mindset of the people actually coming in um i mean i think the mindset we see a lot especially in the students the the need or the desire to change the world they um they i think they have a very strong idea of that they want to be connected to something that has meaning mm-hmm. um and that they're passionate about and i say that because that was the com- part of the conversation i had with my daughter is that you know how do you how do you find meaning in what you do or do things with meaning? And there's two sides to that, right? You can find me- find the meaning in what you're doing or you can really find something that aligns with your, you know, your passion. And, and, I, and I encourage both, you know, to do both and. Um, so I think that uh, they are not afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, failure is like, okay, we'll try this again. Um, and just stepping out there, that's, that's definitely, and I think that social media has helped this because people put themselves out there on social media, and so um, so in a way, it's an extension of that, you know, that they're kind of putting themselves out there and trying things. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Sure. It's fun. It was fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 